Hello, this is Tony Blazer, back with another five questions. This one's going to cover round seven of the 2020 AMA Monster Energy Supercross Series from Arlington, Texas. This is one of my favorite races of the year. I got to go to this race a couple years back. Love the Texas Stadium there, or I guess what it's AT&T Stadium, I guess they call it, uh, Jerry World. It's a phenomenally cool place to go to if you've never been to that race. Um, the stadium's amazing, kind of sinks down into the ground there. It's really just a unique place, has that huge jumbotron. Definitely a cool place to watch the races from. Number one. My first question for round seven actually deals with a little bit of something kind of almost off the track, or at least ancillary to it. Uh, I don't know if you were following things this last week, but um, a young man by the name of Brian Moreau was really badly injured during the uh, first free practice at Tampa. Had a uh, bad get-off in one of the rhythm sections. I think I didn't see the actual accident, but apparently he nosed it in, compressed the vertebrae, broke his C7, I believe pretty serious situation and uh one of the things that came out of it was some pictures that LeBig took where uh brian was actually being helped off the track but you know i understand that you know he had people had seen him pile drive into the uh ground and he did not appear to be able to use his legs uh i've heard conflicting re- reports maybe his legs were working at first and he was kicking them uh in the photos you see from LeBig here Clearly, he can't use his legs. He can't bear his weight. And I am just kind of utterly shocked. Now, granted, I was not there. I'm not an EMT. Uh, I don't know the ins and outs of all this stuff like a doctor would or anything else. And I don't want to cast aspersions on the people that they are there helping the races. You know, the Asterix, or I guess the Alpine Star now, mobile medical unit is a great asset to the races. But it concerns me that they really appear to be just dragging him off the track. The the free practice was not red flagged. Uh, that 100% should have happened. I just can't believe that. Uh, the only thing I can figure is maybe there's some miscommunications to how severely he was injured. I mean, if nothing else, somebody should stand on the triple or the double or whatever's in front of there and flag people off the, the side of the thing. Give them a chance to get a backboard going. I don't know what happened. I hope uh, that he makes a 100% recovery. The last I've heard as of yesterday was he still has no mobility in his legs and maybe some limited feeling in his back. Um, I know some of this stuff can resolve itself over time once the swelling on the spinal column goes down and stuff. But um, if you have time, say a little prayer for Brian's recovery. You know, It's always the worst part of the sport, something I was always terrified of. I think any of us who ride, if you're honest with yourself, are always terrified of that. I was never afraid of getting killed on when I was racing. You know, that was, you know, you're young and you're like, and think you're invincible. But I was always very cognizant of the possibility of breaking my neck or my back and uh, having like a really life-changing event there. You see guys like Magoo and David Bailey, even the greatest riders in the sport have it happen to them. And it's, it's always terrified me. And um, I hope that... Some Something is said. I, I, I don't think they're going to have anything on the broadcast that's really going to address this. I, I can't imagine they will, but I hope there'll be some meeting of the powers that be to see that this doesn't happen going forward. That, you know, if somebody's hurt like this, they need to red flag it. At the very least, they need to get the backboard out. I mean, it looks like they drug him, you know, off the track and throw him in the back of the mule like nothing's going on. But, I mean, Jesus Christ, if he, he, if he can't move his legs, what are you doing? I mean, it just seems insane to me. But uh, kind of put me on tilt a little bit this week, and that's really, you know, first and foremost on my mind this week. I hope I hope something gets done and this, uh, this whole situation gets addressed. Number two. My second question for Arlington is, will the Triple Crown format kind of upset the apple cart a little bit with the results. The last Triple Crown we had actually was by far the most maybe anticlimactic one we've had so far. Kenny win, uh, Kenny Roxon won all three races. I think the first time we've seen that happen. Typically in the past, though, we've seen some outlier races. I, I could see, you know, you saw uh, Mookie last week with a great start 
I could see maybe Mookie winning a moto. I don't think he's going to win it overall, but in these shorter races, sometimes you get some kind of interesting results. Uh, Brayton hasn't really been up to speed so far this year. Uh, maybe the first round, I think he maybe won a heat. But other than that, he's been kind of behind, off the pace. But I could see a guy like a Baggett, a guy like Mookie, somebody just kind of getting a, a you know kind of an out of nowhere kind of win. Uh, maybe not the overall, but it definitely typically upsets the apple cart a little bit in terms of the results. I hope we get something exciting like that. I don't want to see like uh, you know a three moto sweep like last time. That kind of almost defeats the fun of the triple crown, where you get kind of things mixing up and you're kind of wondering who's going to win the overall. So hopefully this weekend we won't see any crazy crashes or anything, and the uh, we'll have an exciting main in both the 250 and 450 class. Number three. My third question for Arlington is: Shane McElrath now the man to beat? Shane has come out. Pretty strong, pretty much the last three or four years. He's been like really great at the opener. I think he went three out of four, shown a lot of speed, but something has happened or whatever else has never worked out for him. Hasn't been able to close the deal. But last week he was by far the best guy, really, really on fire. And I'm curious to see if this is a situation where Shane is going to be the man all the way throughout, going to take this title, or if we're going to see maybe an interesting outlier result this weekend with the whole Triple Crown format. I think Shane definitely is on the right bike that Yamaha typically has been the fastest bike in the class. We've seen the Yamahas just dominate the last few years in the 250 class. They're excellent machines. Not that the KTM's bad, but I would say the Yamaha seems at least to be on paper to have a little bit notch above. And the switch seems to be working out for him so far. I like Shane. I think he's going to need to win this title to really secure a solid 450 ride next year. Um, I'm not sure if he misses out you know, he might be, you know, in the running for like a third tier spot or something, maybe an MCR. I think if he gets this title, he has a better shot at landing on the factory Yamaha or somebody like that level. Uh, there's only a limited amount of spots. So I really think this is a kind of a uh, put up or shut up year for Shane. So I'm curious to see if he's going to come back. And then uh, also, you know, how's Jeremy going to do? I think Jeremy Martin really opened my surprise. A lot of people last week with when, being first in qualifying. I didn't expect that after almost two years off. It's pretty amazing, really. And I'd be curious to see if he or, uh, you know, his teammate Chase Sexton has something for McAlrath this week. So should be a good 250 round. Number four. My fourth question for round seven in Arlington. Is Eli Tomac now officially in charge of this series? Are Cooper Webb and Kenny Roxon going to bounce back this weekend? Last week, Eli really kind of put it to everybody. He got a great start, which was Pretty much a death knell to all these guys. If Eli gets a good start, it's hard to beat him. In the past, he's shown if he's in the top three, it's really tough to beat him. And he showed that. He ruled Adam in. I, at no point did I think Adam was going to pull it on. It seemed like pretty much Eli had a hook in him from the beginning, and then it was a foregone conclusion. Cooper did salvage second. Kenny got third. But at no point did it really feel like either one of them were going to be a threat for this win. Now he has the points lead. He has a four-point lead in the 450 class. I think this is by far the best series he's or season he's had so far in the 450s up to this point in terms of point total. He's had a couple of like maybe mediocre so-so outings, uh, but neither one were terrible. It wasn't like these holy crap head-scratching 12s or anything like that. He's been very consistent. He's been at the front. He has the most wins. I think he has three wins now. Um, and I heard on Pulpamex, like, that's a really good indicator. The first guy to get the three wins wins like 70-80% or some crazy number. Really impressive so far by Eli. Me, personally, I hope it goes down to the wire. I hope we see, like, a little bit of a trading of uh, wins this weekend to keep the, everything close. Uh, no matter who it is, I don't want to see a runaway, so my hope would be Kenny comes back. Maybe Cooper gets a win this weekend. Somebody comes back to get it, keep it, uh, keep it close. I think if you let Eli win two or three of these things in a row, it might be over. I mean, in the past in Supercross, he has kind of made some pretty 
un, bad unforced errors, but if he was to get a points lead and have to kind of cruise it in, I think he takes this. I think what's happened in the past is he's been kind of fighting back and trying to get back into the points lead after having a terrible outing or something and something's backfired on him. He's shown in the past that he has the ability to certainly walk away from it um, if he has no pressure. So the thing these guys need to do is keep pressure on him. And I hope this weekend we get kind of an interesting result. If we see an Eli sweep, all three, it may be one of those deals like midway last year where you just kind of this feeling that it was Cooper's year. And if uh, Eli comes out and smokes them all in all three motors this weekend, it may just be his year. Number five. My fifth and last question for round seven Will this track be better than last week? I was not a giant fan of the track. I thought it would be cool leading up into the race, looking at the track map and stuff, the big sand section. I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. But really, to me at least, the only section that kind of mixed things up was that sand section. I don't think that split lanes worked too well there. And really, the only guy that made that that sand turn work was Eli, and that's just because he's balls out crazy fast and went warp nine around the outside on Adam. I don't think anybody else was able to pull that move all day. The overall track to me seemed a little bit simple it wasn't really much the way to separate people the whoops were short they were kind of tough i guess yeah some people had some struggles in those but in general i thought the tampa track was fairly lackluster looking at the track map watching the online kind of the little yamaha flag race it looks like this might be an interesting race uh racetrack the there's a camel's or a, a dragon's back right before the triple i think if you see some guys especially on 250s have trouble on that it could be really cost them some time it's so hard to say these guys could probably start at the base of the triple and still make it it's not like the old two-stroke days if it was two strokes that would be a terrible situation to worry about but these guys are probably still jumping anyway but i could see it definitely costing some people some time there's an interesting little uh chicane after where after you uh, go back on the start straight and loop back around to the uh, finish line the track looks pretty interesting. Looks like some pretty big combinations and stuff. I hope it's good. Uh, the Triple Crown races go pretty fast, so you're going to need to have a track that's able to make passes on it. You're not going to be able to take take your time and wait. Uh, you need to be able to make something happen. So I hope we end up with something exciting like Oakland, where there's a lot of passing and stuff this weekend. It's not just whoever gets the whole shot wins. That always sucks. That's particularly an issue in a short race where you don't have time to make up the, make up that distance. So anyway, hopefully this will be a great week of racing. Hopefully the track will be really entertaining and uh, hopefully for a great race. So anyway, this has been Tony Blazer with my five questions for round seven. I'd love to know what you're thinking about coming into the new race. Certainly leave me a comment in the comment section below. You can also hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, my handle there is at Tony Blazer. That's T-O-N-Y-B-L-A-Z-I-E-R. And until we meet again, keep the rubber side down. Peace. Peace.